go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You always think the league cup. Newcastle Hunters home rugby league. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am your host, Chris McPherson, and of course our show is, as always, brought to you by our great supporters, uh, Newey Threads, and also our new partner sponsoring our tipping contest uh, for both the Newcastle and Hunter and Newcastle Rugby Leagues in Texpet. Uh, get behind them and support both of those businesses, uh, both based with local connections, and uh, I know there's plenty of you out there that... Uh, like some sharp threads or uh, also like to uh, have a punt and uh, donate your money, so you may as well donate to a local bookie as a uh, one based in the big smoke. Today we're joined by a returning guest. I was going to say he's backed by popular demand, but um, we'll just say he's, he's backed by my demand. He is um, was signed with Central the last time I think we spoke to him, but uh, he's gone back to his roots to the uh, Waratah Mayfield Cheaters where he's spending a lot of time chatting to me when I'm refereeing their games and not much time scoring tries. I think he's uh, trailing a couple of front rowers in their leading try scorer stakes, although I'm sure he'll tell us otherwise. He's none other than Tim Christie. Welcome back, Timmy. How you going, mate? I'm good, mate. Can you give us an update on, on that leading try scorer tally out at Waratah? Who's on top, mate? Oh, mate, a few blokes on top. The, uh, the young fellow from Queensland, um, Jakey Zamets, I think he's on top for us. Uh, he's probably too good for the comp to play in, but... Closely followed by myself and Jason Saban climbed the, uh, climbed the ranks last week, I think, when you were repping. Yeah, mate, a couple of weeks ago, last time you guys played after the forfeit last week, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, uh, mate, Saban would have to have some, um, he'd have to have some sort of tries per minute leaderboard of his own, mate. He only, only played about 35 minutes, but got three tries, and that was in his first 15 minutes. Yeah, he done well. Even even a 40 metre break, he had a bit of pace on the big man, so it was yeah, I heard, I heard he's telling people now it's about 65, so he's, he's building it up as, as as he's want to do. But he he took off into space and burnt the fullback. I don't think the fullback's been more surprised in his life, the poor bloke from Everglass, and he uh, still doesn't know what's, what's uh, just absolutely smoked past him as the steaming saver who, you know, I might be being nice here, but, you know, he's probably about 120 keg saver at the moment. Uh, yeah. Burn him for pace. That's right, and I think by the time uh, Monday rolled around, that, that'll get to about 80 metre try that he's caught, so... Mate, he, he probably probably took it from probably took it from Waratah Village by that point. <laughs> Run out of Kmart. <laughs> uh, mate, um, how are things going at Waratah? Obviously, as we just touched on, um, unfortunately, no game on the weekend. A bit of late notice, and uh, Maitland United couldn't quite get their numbers together, um, which yeah, you know, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, the boys are disappointed about that. Yeah, like the. We're starting to get it. We had a few injuries earlier in the year. Hopefully, we're starting to get our side back together and um, get the players you know that we signed at the start of the year all together playing footy. And then, you know, maybe one or two still out and come together against Maitland and all the boys up there dressed, ready to go. And yeah, un- unfortunately, the Maitland boys didn't turn up. And, and um, yeah, they, we got the forfeit. A 30 to 10 point forfeit, that is, actually. Yeah, so still still a uh, still two points for you guys. So that sees you uh, on top of the ladder, mate. So that that'd be at least a positive out of it, and a top of the table clash, which we'll get into a little bit later on. That uh, look, mate, it'll de- definitely be uh, worth getting down to to Waratah on Saturday. There'll be uh, you know you, you boys know a few few from uh, each side, especially yourself having been over um, at Central at the start of the year. There's a few guys with ties to Central as well, playing for Dudley. Yeah, that's it, mate. A quick shout out to Nathan Tuckman too for dropping the knees into me the last time we played him. I'm still sore from that, so. 
I'll get be a square up this week, hopefully. Mate, I'm just glad I'm not refereeing that game because, mate, between <laughs> me me talking nonsense and, and you and Tucky talking nonsense, everyone's ears will be bleeding. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not wrong. And then you get te- Terry Collins in the dugout and, geez, it's, yeah, it's, it's all, everything out the window, mate. But uh, we, we might jump into the uh, A-grade footy, mate, and um, we'll have a look at the results from last weekend. I will note that this weekend in the Newcastle Hunter is actually round one after the, the start of the season was postponed earlier in the year. Um, we've uh, sort of it's been rescheduled with the washout round originally being scheduled for this weekend. So they're the round one catch-up games, but... They're all a little bit all over the shop due to uh, regrades that have happened a couple of times uh, for different reasons. So uh, we'll go through the results from round seven uh, and uh, then we'll have the uh, fixtures for round one, but we'll just refer to them as a catch-up round for now, mate, to save a little bit of confusion. So the results in A grade last week, Northern Lakes 24 defeated University 20 on Friday night. Thornton Beresfield had a win over Fingal Bay, 28-18. Glendale, the surprise packets of the weekend, went down 26-32 to West Wall's End. The Magpies getting away with that one late. And Western Suburbs lost by forfeit to Dora Creek. Uh, the for and against allocated for that one was 29 points to 15. So, mate, uh, any surprises there for you in the A-grade results last week? Not particularly, mate. I think West Wall's End are finally getting their, getting their, um, getting their straps. You know, with the boys out there, they're... Um playing some good footy and according to Aaron Simon down at train last night he reckons they've um, they got another gear to go to yet so uh, they're going pretty well plenty, plenty of talent out there mate um, with the Simon brothers the Briggs boys and then obviously the Yonkies as well it's the brothers theme and uh, you know they're, they're looking good but Glendale definitely probably surprised me a little um, if you looked at the two squads on paper you'd think West Wall's End probably should have had that one done reasonably comfortably but uh, as a local derby Tends to be, mate, and you know you've played in a few of them over the years. Uh, you tend to, even if you're the uh, underdog in those, you tend to step up and uh, probably play a little bit above your weight in those games. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, it's surprising them getting done and with the side they had. You know, hopefully they can get back on the horse and um and go again. Um, but yeah, congrats to Glendale for, for the win. Yeah, so um, the, other, the other one that impressed me, mate, uh, Fingal Bay obviously starting to, to get adjusted to the step up to A grade in the arm wrestle with a very good Thornton side and went down by 10 in the end, but were well in the fight, I'm told. 28 points to 18. So that ladder now... Oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. I heard they're up, by 10. they're up by 10 after 20 minutes or something. I was talking to um, Tyler Perrin and Isaac Upton at the beaches on Sunday night. They reckon they, were, you know, they, they went well up 10 points and then got run down by Paddy Robarts and the boys. Mate, there's a statement that doesn't get said very often. Run down by Pat Robarts. <laughs> He's got a bit of toes, big man. Maybe we'll have to get a uh, a props pentathlon, him, him versus Savo, mate. I'd, I'd put my money on Savo, I reckon. But, uh, yeah, I've got money on Savo too. <laughs> especially when we announce that the fifth event's boxing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the latter, mate, after six games, is Dora Creek and Thornton both sitting on 12 points. Dora Creek in front on four and against. West Wall's End and Northern Lakes both on seven points. Fingal Bay on six. Glendale on four. Uni on two. And West. Still on zero. Uh, the good news for everyone involved is with uh, four games to go, you only need to get into sixth place. And uh, even West, if they could string together three or four wins, are, are a chance of uh, sneaking into sixth place, mate. And, you know, with the with the depth they've got and, you know, the other teams that they could possibly call on at different points, you wouldn't write them off if they got into the semi-final race, West. No, you're right. And, um, yeah, with the fourth round of the week, and obviously got a few injuries or whatnot, but, you know, they can... <laughs> Western type of club and team that can just scrape something together and win a comp, so we don't write them out. 
Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they can put together this weekend, and it'll be a key game for them in, as I said, the round one catch-up game. Last time these two sides played, it was 12 points to 10. Fingal Bay defeated West last time. Uh, I don't think there'll be much that'll separate them this time. It is up at Fingal instead of at Harker this time, and Fingal would be confident coming off the back of uh, last week's narrow loss to Thornton, mate. Who do you like here, 3 o'clock at Fingal Bay Oval? Mate, I'll take, I'll take Fingal again, just uh, yeah, due to their, their, um, they're on the rise up, and with West, you know, Portland, I assume they don't have the, um, they have the strongest side that they can put on the field, so yeah, I'll take Fingal. Yeah, look, I think Fingal, they're pretty well drilled. Those two names you mentioned before, Perrin and Upton, are uh, certainly standouts. They've got a couple of really uh, deceptive forwards. They may not be the biggest, but they are quite tough. And uh, I think at home, they'll be looking to get their first win in the A-grade competition. Uh, in the other games on Saturday, there is a clash between second and third. This one will be an interesting one, mate. The man you talked about before, Paddy Robards, coming up against the Simon brothers, the Briggs brothers, the Yonke brothers, and the rest of the West Walls end crew up at Somerset Park. Uh, last time they went up there, uh, I think uh, they might have uh, surprised them a little, Thornton, with the depth of their squad and the ability. But uh, West Wall's End will know exactly what they're up against this time. So uh, it'll probably be a little bit closer affair. Yeah, you'd think so. And, um, you know, Beresford seemed to have a pretty good side. And a lot of, like, uh, close mates playing and playing. When you have a side like that, you know, they play pretty well. And, but yeah, as I said, with the side that West, West Wall's End have got, you know, they can potentially win the whole thing. So it'll be, be a good clash. Are we going to get a tip out here for it, mate? Mate, I was trying to try to sit on the fence there, but I'll probably go Westwall's end. Probably yeah. go Westwall's end. Yeah, lovely, mate. I will I will tip Westwall's end as well. I think it might be the first defeat that Thornton have. And, uh, look, if Thornton are going to go on to win it, you're, you're almost in this competition, need to have a bit of a taste of a loss to get you hungry again. Uh, and, look, it's it's a really crucial game. As I said, there's five points between Westwall's end and Thornton. If Thornton were to win this, um, it would all but secure them, them and Dora Creek, those top two spots, depending on Dora Creek's result as well, obviously. But a seven-point gap with uh, only three more games would be insurmountable. So they'd be uh, in a two-horse race for the minor premiership. If West Walls then want to have a, you know, another effort at that second spot, then they need to win this weekend and rely on some other results. Speaking of Dora Creek, they take on University. Uh, again, these guys clashed early in the season and uh, University kept themselves well in the arm wrestle. Uh, I spoke to... Uh, Dora Creek's coach Dave Hoban after this one earlier in the season and uh, he put a lot of it down to the accurate kicking game of one Jared Rodimer. Um, he said that uh, Uni had a couple of big forwards that were, were rolling on but probably a bit short of yardage and a bit short of um, a run. So now that they've come back from their, their COVID break, the Uni boys will probably be a, a touch fitter than they were the first time around but Dora will probably be a bit, a little bit more gelled as well. Yeah, you think so. You think you have no role, role for You've got big Sam, big Dwayne Sampson. How's there no role for role for yeah. the university side? Mate, he's probably just too busy trying, thinking about chipping and chasing. You know, he keeps wanting to do that. <laughs> that that's good solve for him. Yeah, so, mate, um, yeah, certainly the kicking game of Rodimer is key for them. If they can get some go forward and, and turn Dora Creek around early and, and knock some edges off them, then, you know, anything's possible. They've got some talent in that side university, but, you know, you're a brave man to back against Dora Creek. They're the defending premiers. They dropped one game last year. They haven't dropped a game yet this year. Um, I think that amounts to something like... 24 wins out of their last 26 games or 25 games or something ridiculous like that. So, uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't be getting too juicy of too juicy odds from our mates at Texbet if they were betting on this one. That's right. The best of the A-grade competition or a from now on, I think. Oh, mate, you'll you, you make, you make some nice enemies down there. You might get Marl chasing you around and uh, kicking you up the ass for saying that. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. You might, be, you might be able to outrun him currently. I'm not sure. Yeah, hopefully. I mean... 
thought I'll get Sav to run the race for me in Instagram running. <laughs> the good thing is, if, you know, Sav's can always, Sav can always run over the top of him anyway, if, if not, mate. Um, but anyway, the final match of the round, Northern Lakes host Glendale down at Gumboyar Oval down at uh, Doyleson North, Lake Munmora there. Uh, look, Northern Lakes, a good win in a very physical and heated encounter against University on Friday night. Uh, these guys have played earlier in the year, and um, again, it was quite a tight game, 24-16 up there at Bower Oval. Uh, look, Northern Lakes probably in a touch better form than Glendale at the moment, but I think this one could go either way, but it's crucial for Northern Lakes if they want to have a shot at um, a top three berth, uh, getting a win here. Yeah. I'm not too, I haven't seen many uh, play, and I don't know too many of the players in the Glendale side either, so it's a whole lot for me to pick, but just on form, I just said I think North Lakes are going to um, be a pretty strong side to beat, so I'll probably pick them in this one. Yeah, they'd, they'd be close to welcoming Cade Snowden back for his second game after he uh, managed to get himself suspended in the first one, and uh, they've also added Aaron Morris last week from Belmont North, although he's been on a uh, purely KFC, uh, Belmont South, sorry, he's been on a purely KFC diet across the uh, first five rounds of the season, he tells me, so... Uh, bulking for that front row role, so. Oh, good luck for that. Yeah, so I'll have to go with Chop and, and Macca down there at uh, Northern Lakes. Hopefully their discipline can hold up and the boys can behave and they can chalk a win against Glendale and keep themselves in that top three race. Mate, we'll get yeah. into the competition, mate. This, this is the one you want to get get all around. It's the uh, the, the Sonali Sports B-grade competition and uh, it is currently led by the Waratah Cheaters. As you said, you were awarded the points due to forfeit on the weekend. Uh, a 30 to 10 scoreline. The other results from the weekend: Dudley Magpie 60 points to 14, knocked off the former ladder leaders Malabula up at Malabula, and Aberglass and Ants. They're a bit of a smoky. I know you guys put them to the sword the other week, but uh, they had a couple out that game, so well, they're, they're going to be there and thereabouts, and they certainly will fancy their chances if they can get into the finals. A 34 to 16 win over Walls End Maryland. It's an interesting comp, mate. Um, We've got uh, yourselves on 10, Dudley on 8, Malabula on 8, Aberglassen on 6, Wallsend on 4, Maitland United on 2. Yet to get a win, but they did have a bye in the, uh, when they are in the A-grade competition. You'd have to think, uh, and no disrespect to Maitland United, but especially after not being out of field aside on the weekend, that it's probably going to be a race in five for the four final spots, and Aberglassen's win against Wallsend on the weekend puts him in the box seat to lock one of those birds in. Yeah, that's right. Probably down the fourteenth place, the seventh place is a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, it can be hard, especially um, I thought they might have put aside him for the rest of the year. But, you know, if they're not getting people turn up, hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's just for that weekend and then get a side back together because you know, buying outcomes is not really what we want at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I think they'll be they'll uh, uh, re re group and uh, over the next couple of weeks and they'll be back and they're a pretty proud club I can't see them pulling out or forfeiting or anything like that they, they still fancy their chances and um, I think the comment from someone up there who I won't name on the weekend I was up there refereeing basically said to me he goes look if we're going to have a week where we're, we're really light on numbers and can barely get 19 together it's better to have it now than in four or five weeks time which is probably the right attitude yeah that is good to hear that but I think the chances yeah, mate, it's certainly, certainly going to be an interesting race. As I said, uh, still probably all four sides, if results went their way, um, have probably got a chance at the uh, minor premiership or a top two berth, at least for that first week of finals. So, look, you know, one slip and, and, it, and you could be in a little bit of trouble. But speaking of slips, it's uh, first versus second this weekend at Waratah Oval and uh, one of them's going to slip, you know, either a rung down the ladder. If Dudley get the win, they're superior for and against. We'll see them jump you guys. If you guys get the win... 
uh, depending on other results. If I mean, if Walls End could do you a favour as well, which we'll get to in a minute, you could potentially open up a four-point gap. So, mate, um, I'm sure you'll be backing Waratah by plenty on the weekend. But uh, what's going to be the keys to you guys getting the job done over Dudley? Oh, mate, we are confident. The keys, we well, were going off last time, it's big bopper up the front. Obviously, having Tucky and Lloyd Strong in the half, it's really experience there. And, um, you know, they, they control a pretty good game. We were pretty light on balls the last time we um, reversed it. So it's a hard to hard to get our bearings coming into this game. But, um, you know, we, we just have to stick to ourselves. And, you know, we've got a, a few boys back now and we're, we're very confident. But um, we're not going to take Dudley anything like uh, any other side. Take, not take them lightly. So it's a good game. Yeah, as you say, that game was the, the Bar TV match of the round a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and they did a fair job on you uh, in the end, ran away with that one. But... Uh, Look, you know, the whisper I'm hearing on the street is the confidence around Waratah is about having a better-looking captain this time. Is that correct? Better-looking captain? Oh, mate, you can't get any worse than old Reece Kane. Oh, I thought he was the captain this week. Wasn't Hoppy captain last time you played him? Oh, mate, he can split nares there. They're both that good. <laughs> uh, dear, both, both very good characters on the field, though. Uh, I had some good fun with uh, Reese keeping the banter going and our uh, our love-hate relationship continued on uh, uh, had, to, had to unfortunately give him a bit, a bit of a breather. He's blowing a bit heavy, so I thought I'd give him a little spell uh, in that game the other week. And he took it quite well, which is a, a growth from Reese, I'd say, in, in terms of how he used to take it. Well, that's it, I think. Between Hoppy and Reese, you've sent both 30 times. Hoppy zero and Reese 30. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I reckon I'm, I'm pretty confident, actually, I've, I've binned Hoppy way back in about under-16s the first time I came across him. Uh, a bit of a, fight, a, bit of a fight, fight and a scrum involving him and Matt McLaren. I'll let you work out who won that one. Um, <laughs> mate, the other games in B grade on the weekend, we've got Maitland United taking on Aberglass and a bumper day at Maitland United at King Edward Park, Henny Penny Stadium. Four games scheduled there, starting with the... Double header in the ladies' league tag, the women's tackle, and then this men's game caps it off at three o'clock. Look, if they're going to get up for any game, Maitland United, this is probably the one to really, really step up for, and I'm sure they'll be uh, keen to rustle the troops back up and have a point to prove after not being out of field aside last week. Yeah, well, I'm back in a moment, Maitland, and get get over Glasgow. I think a few of the boys have got a few uh, few groups against the Aberglass boys after the last few games. So coming in, oh, I'm going for Maitland and knock them off and take them further away from us on the ladder. Yeah right. Uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to go to the ants to uh, to win with a late Mick Acres field goal, 31-30. I don't even know if Mick's playing this weekend, but I'll back him. So uh, he certainly made a difference when I did see them play against Maitland United versus when they played against you guys. Uh, I mean, you guys were clinical in the defeat in the sorry victory over them. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that shapes up as. Uh, the next one, the final one, and also an interesting one, as you say, Malibu. It'll be interesting to see how they regroup from their depleted side last week. Uh, getting uh, a bit of a, a pounding at the hands of, of Dudley. Uh, and they take on Walls and Maryland. Walls and Maryland started the competition like a house on fire. They've slowed a little bit. They were in the arm wrestle with Aberglassen la- last week before the Ants got away from them late at home. Uh, this is probably a danger game for both sides. For Walls and if they lose and, and Aberglassen win, it obviously potentially opens up sort of a four-point gap between them and the finals with only three games to go and, and really makes their work hard. And for Malibula, if they lose, obviously they, they lose touch with, you know, the leaders, either yourselves or Dudley, depending on the result between uh, you guys at Waratah Oval. Yeah, that's right. As you said, Maryland started the not very strong. They're a lot of young little bunch and um, they go pretty well. I just think they uh, just need to pull it together a little bit, probably a little bit of an experience. And, uh, you know, a few of the older heads on the other sides have kind of bullied them a little bit, but... Now, I think they can come good and have a, have a strong run into the finals. Um, in saying that, though, I think Malibu have got a pretty strong side and probably knock them off this weekend. But, you know, we 
They certainly have, mate. They certainly have. It'll be interesting to see. I think, I think discipline and, and, and you know, the team that can string it together for 80 minutes uh, will be key. I've seen Walls and Maryland go around a couple of times. Obviously, refereed Malibula on the weekend. And Malibula in patches, like especially early on, just look, it looked like they were going to run rampant against Dudley in the first sort of 10 minutes. They were quite physical on the edges. They got really strong at 5'8". They've got, um, as I said, those edges, uh, young bloke of Thompson and also Evander Waitoa, who's come over from Fingal Bay, playing on the edge now, uh, traditionally a half. They're both very dangerous, got good offloads and um, and, and hit the line hard. So uh, if Walls End can keep in the armrest with them early and stay disciplined, then they might get them. But I think Malibula will be a touch too strong. Um, so that's the B grade, mate. We'll jump on to the C grade, which uh, I, I believe is to be announced in the coming days as the Chasing the Energy C grade for the remainder of the year, which is really exciting in partnership with Owen Craigie and the uh, great mental health initiative that he's got going, mate. Uh, I, was saying, I don't know if you're following the stuff that Big OC is doing on social media, but he's getting lots of guys behind it. I saw Bradman Best, uh, Nathan Cleary, Jack White, and a few of these, a few of the names that he's got on, on board with the project. And Look, it's been pretty well publicised with uh, the interviews Owen's done uh, with a couple of podcasts, including our own, that, you know, the battles that he went through and some, some bigger ones as well with, like, Tui's news with Barry Tui. And, you know, he, he went through some really tough times and, and now he's trying to do the right thing and, and get out there and uh, support people who are having those struggles and, you know, bring some awareness to it. Yeah, he's doing well, Big O. I get along real well, but we have a coffee and that every now and then down at Blue Door. He, um, one of those podcasts that he was on was the Top Deck podcast. I actually know both the blokes who run that. And they were, um, they, he had him in stitches the whole time. So it's good, good to see where he's come from, where he is now. He's, that chase the energy, just, just saying it makes you want to go and have a, do a run. So he's, uh, he's doing good things. And it's good to see that uh, you know, it's taken hold of the C-grade comp. Yeah, mate, certainly has um, great, you know, great partnership for Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Certainly as a secretary, I'm very keen on that. Similar to yourself, I've got a lot of time for Owie, and uh, you're exactly right, mate. He had me and Nilso, uh, Dan Nilsson, in, in uh, absolute stitches, both on and off the air with some of his yarns and the stories that he can tell. And look, you know, you, you'll find him most days at the moment. I, I was actually in town yesterday and I was driving down uh, uh, along the uh, Memorial Drive there near Anzac Walk, and uh, there he was trotting up the hill. Um, he's, he's an absolute machine. He's out, out there running every day, and he'll take the time to stop and have a yarn to anyone. Um, if you've got questions or you want to have a chat about the project or um, you know, or if you just you know want to have a chat in general about your mental health, or just a chat about you know he's happy to regale the old footy days too, and, and tell some yarns about that. He's a great guy, and uh, as you say, can be found along that strip or at Blue Door fairly regularly, or you can catch him uh, um, with Chase the Energy on most social media platforms. So check it out if you haven't seen it already. But uh, that said, the uh, results from last week in the Chase the Energy C Grade competition, it was round seven of the competition. Um, this competition just keeps tossing up draws. And another one, Raymond Terrace, 22, Stroud, 22, Swansea, 30, Tall Timbers, 24. Budgie Woy continued their run at the top of the competition, 24-22. A narrow win up there at Bennett Park against Dungog. And this one, mate, this one will uh, bring a tear to your eye. Morissette Bulls, 20, defeated Hamilton Ducks, 12. Yeah, what's going on there, Jakey Lawrence? Ducks were heading for the win in the comp undefeated, they reckon, and now they've got knocked off by Morissette. So... I'm going to have to give him a call. I didn't know they got beat. I haven't, uh, I haven't spoken to him since last weekend. So I'll have to give him a buzz after this. Yeah, you'll have to, have to get into it, mate. Um, certainly uh, puts them uh, a little bit down the ladder. Now, that's their second loss of the year. So you see them drop down to third. They already got beat by Budgie Way earlier in the year. Um, but... Uh, Look, they'll be they'll be keen to bounce back this week and uh, have a prime opportunity to do so. But the latter at the moment in the Chasey Energy C grade, uh, Budgie Woy on top. They are undefeated on 11 points. Swansea in second, only the one loss 
on nine. Hamilton on eight. Morissette now up to fourth on six. Dungog on five. Tall Timbers on four. Raymond Terrace on three. And Stroud yet to win a game, but they've picked up two draws, so they're on two competition points. So um, by my maths at the moment, there's been three draws already in this competition, which means we'll probably do another one this weekend. Uh, now, I am going to abstain from tipping in this because I know I'm refereeing in C-grade this weekend, so I'm going to leave it to you, mate, but we'll, we'll talk about the games as we approach them. We'll start with the top-of-the-table Budgie taking on the eighth-placed Stroud. Stroud needing to get a win. They're only a win outside of the finals race, but yet to break their duck, and it's not going to be easy for them travelling down to Halaklani Oval for the second time this year. They were uh, beaten fairly comfortably last time they went down there. Can they go one better this time? The Budgie Boy Bulldogs, that them? That's the Budgie Boy Bulldogs will be at home, that's correct. Yeah, no, they're going pretty well, aren't they? I, um, I'm, I'm going to tip them just over Stroud, but having the only the uh, two draws, I can't see them getting over the top of the leaders, but, um, you know, good luck to them. Yeah, no worries. Also down on the Central Coast on Saturday at 3 o'clock at Bilso here Park in Arimba, the Tall Timbers, Timber Cutters take on the Morissette Bulls. Look, Tall Timbers have been a bit hot and cold. Morissette, they started the competition what looked a little slowly, but they went down in tight arm wrestles in the first two weeks to both Budgie Boy and Hamilton, who were two of the competition heavyweights. So now with a win over Hamilton, they'd certainly fancy their chances of uh, continuing to climb up the ladder and uh, there'd be a big opportunity to do so here against Tall Timbers. A tough road trip, but you'd have to think the Bulls would uh, be backing themselves in here. Yeah, we think so. I mean, I've... Yeah, we will, uh, when we started in C at the start of the year, we burst the Tall Timbers side. They have a pretty heavy pack. They go well and they um, got fair motors. Um, I haven't seen much of uh, Morissette, but um, from what I've heard, they go pretty well as well. So I mean, it's a, it'll be a tight one. I reckon it'll be a few points in it, but I'll, um, I'll go Morissette. Beautiful. The third game of the round, this is a fair road trip. It's the Dungog Warriors travelling down to take on the Swansea Caves Swans at Parbury Oval on Saturday afternoon. And that's about a, a three-week three journey, I think, from Dungog to, to Swansea. It's, there's some fair treks in this C-grade competition, but it's fifth taking on second, some, a crucial game for Swansea if they want to hold on to one of those top two spots. Also a crucial game for Dungog if they want to climb up into the uh, the hosting, what I'll call the hosting roles, the top three, because the top three will play the next three in the first week of finals. So if they want to have a, a nicer draw in the first week of finals, uh, it's pretty crucial they win this one. So who do you like here? Is it going to be Dungog on the road, or do you think Swansea will be too strong at home? Mate, I, I think I think just given the home ground advantage of the Swansea um, the Swansea Swans, I think they'll take it out. It's a fair track from a track from Dungog, and um, just going off from the games that we play, teams seem to get a, a lot stronger side when they're uh, when they're playing at home, and um, I reckon Swansea will get them just due to the fact that it's the home ground. Lovely, and the final match of the round, mate. It, it is your uh, your favourite C grade as they travel up to Lakeside Oval to take on Black the Black. Raymond Terrace Magpies, the Hamilton Ducks taking on Brooke Roach and his boys. And I happen to know that um, Hamilton have drawn the short straw again this week. They've copped me. I had this game earlier in the year. And look, it finished uh, about 60-16. to 16. Hamilton won earlier in the year, but I'm telling you now, it was 16 all in the second half. Raymond Terrace playing with 12 men for the whole second half and most of the first half. So don't let that scoreline fool you. Raymond Terrace had very little ball in the first half and they'll have uh, certainly one eye on the ledger and, and looking to square it up. And uh, you can never... Uh, right off the experience of Brooke Roach. No, you're right, mate. But I, uh, you can't be biased, but I can. I'm going the Ducks this year. The fact that the uh, 20 under 23 country captain, Zachy Lawrence, will, will be bleeding them out. He won't like me saying that, but still. Um, when, yeah, when, when, Lawrence, when was he the under 23's country captain? The bloke looks about 35. Yeah, it was a fair while ago. I think that's 30 <laughs> or 40 years ago. But he, uh, he still claims it too. Where's the country shorts everywhere? Where's him to work and tells all the... Uh, 
all the tradies on site that he um that he played. So yeah, it's the experience that he's got, I think he'll lead the boys to another victory. Yeah, right, mate. It'll uh, be interesting to see. uh be a battle between the cousins as to who, who can be the standout for uh, Hamilton. I know there's a bit of bragging rights between the two of them. Uh, both rough-lidded, rough-headed second rowers that like to throw their weight around, that's for sure. That's right. Gub hasn't been playing much. Tyler hasn't been playing very often, though, I don't think. Sa- 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 mate, I think he saves himself when I referee them normally. <laughs> yeah, so just, he doesn't like the bad referees, so he just waits for the good ones. Is that right? No, I was, I was going the other way around. He try, tries to overcome <laughs> my refereeing. Uh, yeah, mate. He's talking to Reece Jane. They have the same same opinion, I think. Yeah, that's all right. The good thing is I, I can probably outrun both of them. They're about the only two blokes in the comp I might be able to, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's the C grade, mate. We'll jump into the Newcastle cut and drill D grade. The results from last weekend. Wanji Warriors 22 defeated Glendale 14. The Kersley Crushers 36 defeated the Waratah, a.k.a. Lampton, New Lampton, Rats and Dogs 22. And Shortland Devils, 24, defeated Katara Bears, 22, in the top of the table clash, mate. Have you got a uh, have you got a sibling still running around at Katara? What's he up to? Nah, mate, he's not having a run this year, unfortunately. Just had a year off. Um, tried to get him over the cheaters, no good. Um, but he's, I think he's itching a little bit, probably back next year. Um, but I know, you know a few blokes in the Katara side, so good luck and... Uh, Hopefully they get a win this week. I don't think they've had too many, have they? Oh, they're sitting third. We'll run through the ladder now. So we've got Shortland on top of the ladder on 10 points with one hand on the minor premiership. Kersley and Katara both on six. Katara with a game in hand against Wanji. Wanji, a side that started the uh, season very slowly and now up to fourth on five competition points. Two good wins in the last two weeks. Uh, the Glendale Gorillas sit in fifth on four competition points with a win and a bye. And the Lampton, New Lampton, Rats and Dogs, after leading the competition after the first two rounds, now sit sixth on three competition points. So still very open. Uh, only a, a win and a draw separating second to sixth. So anything could happen yet. But um, it'll certainly be uh, the next couple of rounds will be very hotly contested. And... Uh, there's some interesting games this weekend, including some, including a, a local derby between, which we'll start with, between the Katara Bears and the Lampton New Lampton Rats and Dogs. What can you call this one? The, the Battle of Tudor? Uh, what would you call it? the Battle of Griffiths Road? Or yeah, the Battle, yeah. the Battle of Lampton with the Ducks. Now, like the Battle of Griffiths Road for the, for the uh, Lampton and Katara. Yeah, mate, that's I, I don't mind that. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something, uh, but we'll, we'll go with the Battle of Griffiths Road for now. <laughs> it's not that great. We can go with something else. Don't have to stick to it. I'll think about it, mate. I'll, I'll try and rattle the, uh, the rattle the peanuts that are in in between my ears and see what I can come up with while you're coming up with a tip. Yeah, I'll uh, mate, I'll tip guitar. Just a few mates that are playing there that are, uh, that I played a bit of footy with, and they go pretty well. So um, without seeing a lot of footy for this grade, I'll uh, I'll tip guitar. Yeah, I think Qatar are a little bit more probably experienced, and they tend to step up over at the Bear Pit, mate. So uh, I'm going to go them to get a win at Hudson. Uh, next up sees the Kersley Crushers uh, coming up against Glendale Gorillas over at Bower Oval. It's uh, second plays fifth. It's an interesting game. As I said, there's only uh, there's only two points between these sides, so a win could, you know, depending on the for and against, could see them uh, either pull level or even leapfrog Kersley for Glendale. So they'll have an eye on this one. Uh, but Kersley are, uh, are playing some pretty good footy the last few weeks. So uh, starting to find their form. A little bit light up front, I'm told. They've lost a couple of front, front rowers, but Blake Maroney, who was originally going to be our guest on the show, but pulled out uh, a little bit late, and we'll have him in the next couple of weeks, uh, tells me that uh, the boys are looking good and uh, they're pretty confident of how they're going to go in the back end of the season. 
Uh, it's good they got the confidence there. Hopefully, um, they can get the win over Glendale. Then, um, I'll probably back Kersley in that one. I think, um, just I did see a little bit of the Glendale game, and uh, that was just a little bit light up front as well. So, it could be a, could be a, a tight one with uh, Kersley having a few boys light as well. But I'll um, I'll back Kersley. Lovely. And the final one, mate, uh, Tuxford Park on Saturday afternoon. It will see. Uh, let me just confirm this. Sorry, I've yeah, it's Shortland hosting Wanji Warriors. Uh, Wanji, as I said, they've they've hit some good form in the last couple of weeks. A uh, couple of Friday night wins. They're back to their Saturday afternoon time slot uh, over at Tuxford Park. I don't think the lights at Tuxford would handle a Friday night game. Uh, so they're going to have a uh, a big opportunity to knock off the ladder leaders and it'd put a cat amongst the pigeons if they could do so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. And the Shortland side, I know, have got a fair few um fair few players, fair few strong players from um the former years of like A grade and B grade in this comp. So. They're going pretty well, Sean. It's good to see. Um, and yeah, with Wanji climbing up the ladder, it's um it's going to be a tight one. But I think just the uh, the experience of the Shorty boys, um, and and the coaching Phil Byron, they'll um oh, they'll get them. I think. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I'm going to tip Wanji just for a bit of an upset, so that we're not saying the same thing on every game, mate. Yeah, the Warriors. Uh, I, I just like to see a nice, even competition ladder. So if they could get a win and a couple of the other sides get a win that we've tipped, it'd sort of t- tighten up those top four or five spots and. Uh, really liven up the competition. Uh, so that is the men's competitions. I will just run through the fixtures just because of time for the Newcastle and the Hunter women's tag games and tackle. The women's tackle, Waratah will play Berkeley Vale in a second versus third clash leading into the men's game. Waratah over 140 on Saturday. Raymond Terrace hosts Dora Creek at 140 also on Saturday up at Lakeside Oval. Maitland United will take on Aberglassen in the local derby preceding the men's Maitland United Aberglassen game at Hennypenny Stadium, a.k.a. King Edward Park at East Maitland, also 140 on Saturday. The tag games, we've got a double header in the tag starting off that, that Maitland United day. It'll be Aberglassen and Stroud in first versus second at 11.30, followed by Maitland United versus Raymond Terrace at 12.40. Uh, big four games there. And then Fingal Bay will host Greeter at 1.40 in the other game at Fingal Bay Oval. In the B grade, Malabula will be at home again, this time against Dudley at 1.40. Shortland host Dungog at Tuxford Park. And Swansea and Hamilton will renew the rivalries between those two clubs in uh, what was called what we're calling Waterfowl Warfare last year, the Ducks versus the Swans in the ladies. So that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Hamilton registered their first win last week, so they'll be looking to go again. Uh, mate, we might uh, just take a quick break and we'll jump across to the uh, Newcastle Rugby League and have a look at what's happening there. As I touched on just before the break, we are jumping into the Newcastle Rugby League competitions now, and uh, we're just going to have a bit of a a recap of last week's results and um, then just run through the fixtures that are available this week. Um, So we'll run through the first grade results and I'll run through the ladders for each of the competitions and... uh, uh, have a look at where everything stands. So last week in the first grade competition, Wyong had a win over Cessnock 20 to 18 to maintain first place. Lakes upset Central 30 to 18 for the Career Cup, and Souths had a resounding win 68 to nil over Maitland. Uh, Western Suburbs had the bye, so that leaves the ladder in the uh, A plus contracting first grade Newcastle Rugby League competition. Wyong on 14, Cessnock and Souths on 10 points, separated by one point on for and against. West on eight, Lakes back on six, Central on six as well, and Maitland back on a solitary two points. So the only game this weekend 
in the uh, competition. And Timmy, based on your contract status from earlier in the year, I think I know how you're going to tip this one. We'll be central hosting West at St John Oval on Sunday. Uh, you'll be going for the boys in the blue and white here, Timmy. Yeah, mate. Probably got to go for the uh, for the club. The boys in the blue. They um they were unlucky against Blake. That Nash Birch turned it on against them, and they um no, they just couldn't couldn't keep up. But I think the boys are back ready. They've been talking a bit in the group chat about um about getting them back, and you know, I'd love to see them get a win. They haven't kicked you out of the group chat yet, mate, for going back to Waratah. No, nah, not yet, mate. I'll be back there next year. They can't kick me out when I'm coming back, can they? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be a hint. I don't know. Um, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's, me out, I won't come back sc- that. Score a couple more tries, mate, and you'll be right. They'll uh, they'll have you back with open yeah. arms. Mate, I'll try my best. You can you can take that um, that jersey that I saw Bluey wearing in the first round. What was he doing in a six? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think Central. I, I think it'd be good for the competition if they could get a win and certainly tighten it up. Obviously, if they lose here, then they. Uh, they fall four points shy of the of the finals race, and and it's really then they've got their work cut out from with only another I think three games after after this week for them. So uh, certainly going to be uh, a tight run home, and they'd certainly be looking forward to getting the win leading into the bye next week. Uh, the reserve grade competition, there's no games this weekend. Everyone has a bye, so two free points for everyone. Uh, the ladder, however, at the moment in that OAS uh, reserve grade has Wyong and South both on twelve points with the one loss to their name. And then it is neck and neck. You've got Curry, West, Lakes, and Central all on eight points. Um, there was to be a catch-up game this week that West had in hand, but I believe that that they have um, elected to forego that match. So Maitland will pick up the two points there, which will see them pull level with Cessnock on two. But the astounding thing is third, fourth, and fifth. Curry, West, and Lakes all on eight points. Only four points of four and against separates them. Fifty plus fifty-seven, plus fifty-six, plus fifty-three. So. That battle for third and fourth spot is going to be red hot. And, of course, don't ride off Central. They're only back by about another four or five tries and also on eight competition points. So there's four teams right in that battle for third to sixth, mate. It's going to be a red hot finish the last three weeks of reserve grade. Yeah, that's good. It's good that it's so high. It's showing the uh, strength of the comp, isn't it? Certainly is. Um, of course, we've also got the Hit IQ under-19s competition. There's two games in that this weekend. Uh, Central will take on Nelson Bay as the curtain raiser to the first grade game at St John on Sunday and on Saturday uh, in the lead-up games to the President's Cup fixture, which we'll get to in a moment. The uh, under-19s will play at 11.30, Maitland hosting Souths. The under-19s ladder, speaking of South, they sit two games clear at the top of the ladder on 14 points. Lakes and Central both on 10 points. Maitland on 8, Wests on 8, Nelson Bay on 6, Wyong, Curry and Macquarie all on 4 uh, Central and Maitland do have a catch-up game to be played, uh, which will be played on Wednesday night. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. And they'll both have a nice short turnaround to their Saturday and Sunday fixtures, respectively. But, uh, mate, uh, all nine teams, well, you've got fourth on eight points. They're only There's only four points between fourth and last. So everyone's still in the hunt for finals with a, a few rounds to go. Yeah, very much so. And it's good to see the poor Stephen Sharks in there. I um. I used to love going up to Nelson Bay and having a run against them. It would be good to see them come back into the, uh, into the top flight as well. I, um, that's, yeah, it was always a good trip up there. and, and uh, You usually get the win in the later years, but it, uh, if they can get back strong, it would be good. Yeah, mate. Um, I, I think the, the game plan over the next couple of years for them is to bring in uh, bit by bit some of the... Uh, so I think they'll probably try and enter the open grade maybe next year or maybe the reserve grade as well, depending on numbers, and slowly build that up over the next few years with a return and... You know, I'd love to see a thriving 10 or 12 team top tier competition across the grades. And if that means that some of the grades, you know, we've got to have a similar structure to what we've done this year where there's a few buys and different things to um, open up the competition a bit more. And, you know, 
we talk about Wyong obviously in the competition I'd love to see them hang around and maybe even a couple more of the, the Central Coast teams and just expand it a bit more because we've seen the competition you know ever since the if you go back to the, the 90s mate I know you'll struggle to turn your mind back that far but we've lost a number of teams from the competition including your uh, your cheaters have dropped out Raymond Terrace Nelson Bay, all these teams that used to be in the grade competition. So it'd be great to see either some of them or some other teams come back and expand the competition. Yeah, you're right. And we've um, just seen the strength in Single Bay and Malabula, you know, from up that up that area. If they're all to uh, form together, they'd have a fair, 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 uh, fair club. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting challenge, that one, because a lot of the guys that play at those clubs obviously love just playing their uh, Newcastle and Hunter footy. So you don't want to see, see it come at the detriment of other clubs, but... Um, yeah, I guess, I guess if they can they can cooperatively work together and uh, you know maybe even as a stepping stone, one of those sides could you know in, in later years become you know the open grade side for for Nelson Bay and you know to help them prop up while they, you know so they had two men's sides and, and the juniors and the women's so uh, it'd be interesting to see, mate. Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, finally, we've got the Monarch Blues tag, and uh, again similar to the under 19s there is the. Uh, the two games this weekend, and they'll both be the early games. Uh, Maitland will take on Souths on Saturday at 10.15, and Central will take on Nelson Bay at 12.30 at St. John on Sunday. Souths are the uh, equal leaders here with Maitland, both on 14 competition points, both yet to taste defeat. So that's an absolute cracker on Saturday morning. Worth you dragging yourself out of bed if you can get to Maitland Sports Ground. Uh, the winner of that will sit outright on top of the table uh, interesting, in six games each, they've only leaked a combined 42 points, which is uh, some pretty tight defence from the two girls' sides there. So it'll be interesting to see who can come out on top. And uh, Central will host Nelson Bay and the other one on Sunday at 12.30. As I said, the latter, though, South and Maitland, 14 points. Wyong and Central on 10. West on 8. Nelson Bay, 6. Lakes on 4. Cessnock on 4. And Curry yet to break their duck. Fortunately for them, the bye will credit them with two points this weekend. So they will... Uh, crack that zero and uh, hopefully they can chalk themselves a win later in the season in the remaining few rounds but look mate uh, a much reduced Newcastle Rugby League uh, fixture this weekend but still plenty of footy around between what games there are there and the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League games uh, all around the paddocks yeah and it's uh, yeah good luck to everyone out there this weekend and um, yeah hopefully uh, there's some good footy being played finally speaking of good footy mate we'll wrap up the uh, footy previews with the President's Cup uh, the Take all comers, Maitland Pickers are still sitting on top of that President's Cup ladder. A big 48 to nil win over Western Suburbs on the weekend. That's Western Suburbs from Illawarra. James Bradley with five tries in the first half. He obviously heard what Savo did and thought he'd uh, thought he'd show him how it's done, mate. Yeah, he did well, didn't he? I, I read the article on uh, maybe the two-inch cup thing saying he scored five before half time. I thought, what they what did he do in the second half? They pull him off or oh, something? Yeah. They didn't get him a run in the I'm going to be honest. If you get five tries in the first half, that, that just, you know, you automatically get to go and start drinking, don't you? He walked there. Yeah, he walked straight out the ground, walked straight to the Maitland Bowling Club, I think, and I'd have had a couple. Yeah, why not? Get get amongst it, support the sponsors. It's a big one this weekend, though, at Maitland Sports Ground, mate. Uh, they will take on... Who would have ever thought this game would happen? Maitland Pickers taking on North Sydney Bears. 20 years ago, if someone yeah. told you these two sides would play, that you, you would have thought they were off their rocker. Um, yeah, Lamb going up against the former uh, the former club. Yeah, I was about to say that. It'd be interesting for him. Uh, North Sydney, obviously, uh, the feeder relationship to the Roosters. And, uh, you know, he, sp- he spent some time there before coming back. Um, and, look, he'll be keen to lead. It's always, you know, bittersweet when you come up against your old club. But generally, you're, you're pretty keen to lead the side to a win, especially when there's so much on the line. Uh, the winner of this is uh, all but guaranteed. Well, if Maitland win, they're guaranteed the minor premiership because that'll open up a four-point gap. If North Sydney win it, then um, it'll come down to the final round. So uh, 
Uh, it'll be interesting. And it'll also, I believe, from what, I'm led, what I've been told, Maitland will book a home semi-final if they can win this one as well. So uh, the grand finals will be played at Bankwest, but the semi-finals will be played at the home ground. So Matt Lantry and his uh, Harlem Globetrotters of Rugby League will be certainly keen to get another win. That's it. Money Maitland sorting themselves out. That's your words, not mine, mate. I don't want to get Matty offside. He's, he's uh, a little bit bigger than me. He'll beat me up. Yeah, well, he's not throwing me any money. He ain't on soon, so I can say it. Yeah, well, mate, you certainly won't be getting a contract next year at the Pickers for President's Cup with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's well, anyway. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Yeah, look, I'd have to, you know, irrespective of whatever I might think, you've got to go with the home side here. I think I, I love the Bears as a story and, you know, miss having them in the NRL and, you know, the great games that were at North Sydney Oval back in the day, but... I'd love to see Maitland uh, get the win and lock in a home semi-final. It'll be good for, you know, what limited footy we can get around the area to, you know, be able to have a hopefully a 500-person crowd or maybe the, maybe the restrictions will be revisited by then. Who knows? Um, at Maitland Sports Ground with a home semi-final for them in their first foray into these top-tier competitions. Yeah, like, and as I said, like, without mucking around and saying what Maitland, they've actually done a really good thing this year. Lantry's done really well. I think he's put, put Newcastle footy on, a mat, on the mat sort of thing, you know. There's always that argument whether Sydney was better or Newcastle, and I think you know he got a fair few players in and and whatnot. But he's he's shown that we're we're a pretty, pretty uh, strong strong comp up here, and he, I think he's doing really good for the for the competition. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like while he has brought in a few players, a lot of the players, even the guys that he's brought in, like some of them, like Henry Penn, and these guys have played first grade here in the last couple of years anyway. Yes, it's a, a conglomerate of players, and you know he's got a couple, and he's been fortunate. With some of those, like Matt Soper-Lawler, he's played Queensland Cup, but he's a Maitland junior. Brock Lamb, the same story. There's a couple that have been brought in from outside, but when you look at it all in all, the majority of them are either local juniors or have played first grade in our local comp in the last few years. So it's a great reflection of our competition. And, you know, I mean, they could have just entered what would have been their regular first grade side and, you know, maybe run fifth or sixth or seventh, like, you know, a Dubbo side has or Thoreau. But, you know, they've taken it pretty seriously. They've had a red-hot crack and... Who knows what the competitions look like in the coming years, but it, as you say, it leaves a good imprint for those in Sydney to take, you know, sides from Newcastle that might look at entering these competitions reasonably seriously. That's it, right? That's right, mate. Exactly what I was back on my point. There, you know, he's put he's put Newcastle clubs on the map, and I think, um, yeah, as much as people say about Lantry, he's, he's done a really good job. Yeah, no, exactly right. Well, good luck to Maitland this weekend. Good luck to all sides this weekend locally. Uh, plenty of good footy. If you're really short on something to do, then just turn up to Lakeside Oval at 3 o'clock on Saturday and uh, throw some abuse at the guy in pink. If you've got any shortage of ideas of what to say, just uh, send Reese Hayne a direct message. He's got lots of lines for you to throw at me. Uh, thanks, mate, for you jumping on. Good luck on the weekend uh, in your bumper clash against the Dudley boys. Don't, uh, don't let Tucky get it over you. No worries, mate. He'll be getting one back. I can uh, hopefully the ref doesn't see it, though. Oh, lucky I'm not refereeing. Well, then, you know, who knows? <laughs> they tell me I don't see much anyway, so who knows? Uh, mate, yeah, yeah. In, enjoy the footy on the weekend. Hopefully the, the forecast rain does hold off and it's uh, a little bit cooler but nice for footy. Uh, there's plenty of good footy. It's pretty much all on Saturday. If you've got time on Sunday, though, head to St John Oval. I think it's about the, it's about the place that all roads lead on Sunday. Uh, have a blue can on the hill and uh, enjoy the games and uh, watch some international rugby league players in Junior Okeka and Witty Baker go round. Um, <laughs> Witty will be up for it against his old club, mate. Yeah, he will be. He's, um, he's one of the boys that allowed me out from the chat. So always keen for a uh, for a big win. So it's good to see. Um, it's good to see him so keen. No worries, mate. Well, thanks very much for your time, and I'll uh, I'm sure I'll catch you around at the ground soon. No worries, Chris. Thank you, mate. That was Tim Christie from the. Uh, Mayfield Cheaters, uh, one of their outside backs who uh, has transferred over back to his junior club after some time at South and Central in recent years. 
Uh, as I said at the start of the podcast, a big uh, thank you to our supporters, Newy Threads and Texbet, and uh, a big shout-out again. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but uh, to Owen Craig and his initiative with Chasing the Energy. Make sure you check out their social media pages. Uh, he's a great guy doing some great stuff around uh, bringing attention to a fairly widespread issue that's not... Um, not always widely covered, but uh, the um, I guess awareness of it is spreading slowly and he's continuing to peddle that message well. So get behind it, Chasing the Energy on social media and check them out. Speaking social media, make sure if you haven't already, get on and like or follow all of our social media pages as Leadcastle AUS on Facebook, Leadcastle AU on Instagram and Leadcastle AU on Twitter. Also, if anyone can get on and give us a rating or review on the podcast platforms, that you listen to us on. There is a number of them. The mainstream ones, your Spotify's, etc., cetera, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, all these sorts of places you can find us in any reputable podcast store. If you can't find us in your podcast platform, let me know and I'll endeavour to get us on there. Otherwise, you can always find us via Anchor who hosts our, plat- our podcast on their platform. Thanks again for tuning in. Enjoy your local footy this weekend and uh, hopefully catch you around at a ground in the not-too-distant future. We go to King, King will barge over, will he get it down? Yes he does! There's the Premiership! Wilson runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle, Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.